Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you know what the best thing to do is and you do something else instead? What comes to mind for me are Sunday night specials. And I'm so thankful that we do not have Sunday night specials anymore. So Sunday is our transition day here. And we have one kid left as far as going back and forth. And he's off to college in a year. Well, less than a year, I suppose. So the transition days will go through another change. When I reflect back at the beginning of transition day, I thought I had it nailed. I figured I knew what to do, like set the rules. This is how we roll here. You know, remind them that we live differently in this house as if they didn't already know it. And perhaps we're feeling some fear and anxiety themselves because they had to transition that day and they didn't exactly know how things were going to go down. I mean, let's face it, it depended on what kind of text we received before we got the kids. It depended on what kind of messages we received the week before and how that impacted our thinking and our processes in our own home. Because we weren't always on the same page. In fact, we're not on the same page in some areas right now. The difference is we no longer sabotage our relationship. Well, I mean, mostly. There are times that that flesh. It's so ding-dang powerful. There are times that the flesh wins. Yet, for the most part, we are more aware and we are more intentional about what we do on transition day and how we communicate when things don't go the way that we want them to go. Hey, in Step Families, we know so many things can blow up all the time. That Sunday night special that came to mind as I was thinking about it was when my stepson sat in the chair and was in, in my observation, berating my husband, and I had had enough. I was like, you teeny bobber you, this is not going to go down this way. And of course, I took the matters into my own hands, which means upon much reflection and much distance from the moment that I stepped over my own husband's authority. Like, he's a big guy. He can defend himself. He knows what to do. And if he's choosing for some reason not to address a certain behavior, when I step in and I address it, like I'm the loser. There's no way I can win in that situation. But there are times that I want to get up and gear up and point my finger right back and say, this is what is going to happen. Instead of being curious and being supportive and having a game plan in advance, having these boundaries in advance that keep me inside because I need to be kept inside from time to time. So having those boundaries that help me remember what it is that we're doing here, parenting, stewarding these stepkids, the boundaries help us stay safe. That's what they do. In today's episode, we'll define what self-sabotage really is and the difference between a momentary sabotage, if you will, and an ongoing recurring situation. I'm going to talk about thinking, fear, and procrastination or avoidance as forms of self-sabotage. So when we talk about self-sabotage, it's really easy to say, one, it could be our thinking, two, it could be fear, or three, it could be procrastination or avoidance, knowing that those are three buckets, if you will, that can help us recognize self-sabotage. What are we going to do about it? Just knowing what it is doesn't create any change. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to share some thoughts about what specifically is happening and what you can do to prevent yourself from going into self-sabotage so you can live your 
best stepmom alive. You're listening to Bold and Blended Stepmoms, and this is episode number 118. Are you ready to get to it? Me too. Let's go. Are you tired of all the double standards for stepmoms? Do you find yourself searching for answers on how to deal with imposter syndrome? You know, you're highly successful in many other areas of your life, but as a stepmom, you're anxious and confused. Is your biggest fear that your stepfamily battles are slowly destroying intimacy with your husband and impacting every other sacred area of your life? Hey, stepmama, I see you. I know it's hard. I know that you're tired of all those double standards. And that's why this podcast was created with you in mind, so that you can stop focusing on all those things that are dragging you down and start using the power, the gifts, and the influence that you already have to embrace God's call on you as a stepmom. It's time to stop searching for those divorce lawyers. Instead, it's time to gain wisdom on dealing with difficult in-laws, outlaws, and exes and become an influential voice in your blended family based on who God says you are. Hey, I'm Jen, wife, mom, stepmom, Jesus girl, pickleball lover, chief encourager, and new stepmama friend. And I can't wait to get started. It's time to stop playing small and start reclaiming the boldness and the courageousness that God has already given to you. Welcome to the podcast. I pray that this week's episode blesses you, encourages you, uplifts you, and most of all, I pray that you know you are not alone. What is sabotage? Well, essentially, it's a destructive or obstructive action that is carried out by an enemy to hinder an effort. I want to jump in on that enemy part. (laughs) Have you heard the expression, sometimes you can be your own worst enemy? The enemy may not be that first person that came into your mind when I said it's a destructive or obstructive action carried out by an enemy to hinder your efforts. (laughs) It might be you. I say that all with love, encouragement, and support, and a strategy to move from self-sabotage to getting what we want in our blended family. Okay, and it really, it all starts with you. As I go through and identify the three areas that are representative of self-sabotage, ask yourself this question. How does this apply to me? Because some things you may have practiced and moved past and you're on the next level. So evaluate where you are on which level you are because you and me were on our own unique journey. Okay, so how does self-sabotage apply to me? Well, first off, is that something that happens from time to time, or is there a pattern of self-sabotage? Because how you respond to that, it's going to have a different answer. Let's take the easy one first. The easy one is that it's temporary. And I think if you have breathed air for more than five seconds, You have experienced this. You have likely experienced this. You know when you're hungry, you know the expression, hangry, I'm hangry, I'm hungry, and I'm angry simultaneously? When you're hungry, the self-sabotage could be in the form of the ginormous bowl of popcorn that I ate last night at 9 p.m. because I had skipped dinner, because I thought, I'm good, I don't think I need another meal, although I really didn't eat that much yesterday. I knew. I knew that it would have been smart for me to have a little more to eat, but I decided I'm good. I've got it. I'm going to conquer it. 
Well, at 8.45, I was losing the battle. And so the popcorn commenced to pop on the stove. And while it was really wonderful, it was a form of self-sabotage because I didn't take care of a need for hunger. Okay, so that's a short term. It happens from time to time. So there are easy ways to rectify that. Like, don't do it. Just choose to eat, right? (laughs) So I want to share the drivers for a temporary self-sabotage. Maybe that you're just tired. Maybe you didn't get enough rest. And so you're short on your temper and you're long on frustration. And it's because you didn't get enough sleep. So there is an easy remedy for that. And that's get more sleep. Realistically, there will be times that we self-sabotage our efforts because we haven't gotten the right amount of sleep. It also could be that we're hungry. So this, again, a temporary self-sabotage could be that we are hungry and so we overeat. We have an extra large portion because we're eating so fast, we don't give ourselves time to enjoy the food because we're so hungry. So it's almost like we're scrounging and scavenging and inhaling a lot of food. Case in point, that huge bowl of popcorn that I had at 9 p.m. last night because I skipped dinner. Okay, let's look at longer-term self-sabotage, shall we? I'm going to look at three aspects of self-sabotage, and then I'm going to break those down a little bit more. It all starts with our thinking. Self-sabotage starts with a thought. Case in point, I thought I was hungry last night, and it's true, I was hungry, but I was thinking about food. And at 8.45, that's when I decided I was going to go pop that popcorn because I wanted something to eat. So I was thinking about food and I wasn't really thinking about anything else. So that thought became an action and that action reinforced the belief that I was hungry. And so I ate. (laughs) Our brains want to take care of us. They attempt to keep us safe. They want to cling to the familiar. So we have thought patterns that can lead to self sabotage. So for example, if you're thinking about transition day, when the kids come, I feel so strung out every single time. That thinking will lead to your body responding with anxiety, physical manifestations of the anxiety that you're thinking about because it's getting close to transition day. So you're beginning to feel strung out. You're that gerbil in the cage going on the treadmill. Do they, I'm not a treadmill, a wheel, right? A wheel. So they're on the wheel and they're going nowhere and they're getting exhausted. So our thinking can lead to exhaustion over whatever it is that we're struggling with. And that is a form of self-sabotage. And it always starts with what we're thinking about. Okay, fear. Fear is a huge motivator in self-sabotage. We don't want to be rejected again. Or we have fear of intimacy. We're afraid that we're going to fail. We fear all of those negative what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if? And fill in the blank. And all of those what ifs, we are thinking about the worst case scenario. And we are afraid to experience the worst case scenario. In our fear, we make choices that can be excessively restrictive. And therefore, we might miss out on something. We might miss out on a conversation that could lead to growing intimacy, for example. So we're afraid. The third area is procrastination, self-sabotage. So our thinking can create self-sabotage. Our fears over things can create self-sabotage. 
and procrastination or avoiding something, while it's a great short-term strategy that may reduce your anxiety because you're avoiding something, it's got a long-term impact. And usually it's not a good long-term impact. So thinking, fear, and procrastination, those are forms of self-sabotage. Well, what do we do or how do we identify the triggers? What causes us to procrastinate, be fearful, or think about things in the worst-case scenario? What happens? Well, I propose that there are a few areas that create an enhanced opportunity for self-sabotage. Are you ready? Remember, how does this apply to me? Perfectionism. Where are my perfectionists out there? Uh, I can so relate to you. In fact, as I was recording this episode, I hit restart. I, I, I lost count how many times because I wanted it to be just so, and it wasn't coming together just so. So I kept starting over, which created a loss of time. What's important is that I am focused on what the task at hand is and completing the task. It does not need to be perfect. In fact, it's dang near impossible for it to be perfect, is it not? So what is it that prompts us to want something just so? Or what has us hesitating to take an action because we don't see it going down the way that we want it to go down? Does that hesitation reflect something deeper going on inside of you? Hey, this is a great opportunity for you to press pause. Again, feel free to boss me around with the pause and play buttons today as you think, how does this apply to me? Are there times when I am pursuing perfection and that creates self-sabotage? So in the end, it doesn't go well for me. Okay, next up, comparison. Comparisonitis, it is a disease, is it not? Comparisonitis, even though we know in God's kingdom there is no comparison, we do a lot of comparing, especially when it comes to second wife syndrome, when we're looking at what our husbands experienced in their first marriages, in their first relationships. And we're doing some comparison. Well, do I need to do something different? What is it that he saw in her? Is there something that I need to do as well? Okay, comparison, especially to your man's past experiences with his family. And um, yes, his ex. You are not his ex and she is not you. And there is no need for comparison. Comparison will derail you. And comparison is not focused on what God is asking you to do. Comparison is focused on how you think you're doing in comparison to someone else. So it's really quite judgmental as well. And remember, we're all about being curious here. So we're excusing the judgmentalism and we're bringing in the curiosity. And trust me, there are plenty of times where judgment has won in my thinking and has created some angst for me, and has required me to seek forgiveness for my judgmentalism. And I, I really don't like that. Gotta tell you, really don't like it. So I'd rather just jump to the curiosity. All right, so comparison kills. Have you heard that expression? There's a reason why comparison kills. It is indeed self-sabotage. So how does this apply to me? Are there situations where you are comparing what you have with what someone else has, particularly what happened with your husband's first family? Are you spending time there? And if you are, how is that serving you? How is that aligned with what God is calling you to do? Okay, let's move on to the next one. Uh, we have difficulty identifying what we want or what we need. So 
How can we identify what's important to us if we refuse to take the time to think about what's important to us? There's a lot of self-sabotage that goes on here because life happens so quickly and it can be challenging to put into practice a meditative space and time for you to reflect on what's going on with you because remember, you're everywhere you go (laughs) and you want to take good care of you so that you can also take good care of other people. Do you find yourself having difficulty identifying what you need or what you want? All right, here is the solution. Are you ready? It is so easy, easy peasy. Take out a sheet of paper and draw a line down the middle. And on the left side of the paper, write down all those things that make you kind of crazy that you know you don't want, you don't like, or you don't need. It's so easy for me and for many of the women that I work with. It's so easy for us to identify all those things that make us crazy. Let's use that gift. (laughs) Let's use that gift to identify those things that make you kind of crazy. Give yourself just a few minutes, three minutes or less, okay? Set a timer if necessary, three minutes or less, and write down all those things. Are you ready? Okay, hit the pause button, go do it, and then come on back. All right, you're back. Wonderful. What do you do on the right side of the paper? I bet you already know what you do on the right side of the paper. You flip everything and identify those things that are important to you. And then write down all of the things on the right side of the paper that you know that you do want. What is important to you? Where do you want to spend your time? What do you really like doing? That will help you identify what it is that you need and what you want. And when you have that information, It's giving your brain permission to go get it. Brain, these are the things that are important to me. And so anytime you're focusing on those things that are wigging you out, tell your brain to focus on the things that are, I guess the opposite of wigging you out is wigging you in. Tell your brain to focus on those things that you really want. And this list, you can take this wherever you go. (laughs) So we need these reminders. This is why we're regularly in God's word because we need his reminders every single day to keep us on track because it's so easy to get derailed. Okay, so we've covered perfectionism, comparison, and the difficulty in identifying what we need. So those are all key things that can lead to self-sabotage. All right, you know what another one is? This is the big one. Common with women, no matter what family they're in, common with women. Negative self-talk. Those messages of, I'm not good enough. Why bother when the stepkids reject me anyway? Or, what's the point when nothing ever changes? Take a moment and think, when is the last time that you had negative self-talk? Probably not that long ago, if we're honest, right? (laughs) Probably not that long ago. What do you do with negative self-talk? Well, this is where We align with God's word, and he tells us to take every thought captive. And this is work. Taking our thoughts captive is work. As you focus on what messages you're telling yourself, this is how you end the self-sabotage. You create a pattern interrupt. And the only way you can interrupt a pattern of negative thinking is by awareness. And the only way that you can create awareness is to be curious about what am I thinking about? So it's intentional awareness. It's a willingness to learn more about yourself. And I bet you are incredible. Like there's so much cool stuff about you to learn. 
Let's learn. Let's figure it out. Let's learn more about what makes us rock and roll. How do we interrupt the negative self-talk pattern? When you are intentional and when you focus on what you're thinking about, it requires you to slow down. So pattern interrupts require awareness. The thing is, being intentional and focusing on being aware, that wisdom flees the premises when you're in the heat of the moment. <laughs> so it's, it's like when your husband does the exact same thing that your ex did, and you find yourself back on that treadmill of dangerous thinking, you know, the two thumbs down, way, way down woman critic who said she would never, ever, ever be in a relationship like that again. If you find yourself spiraling, that's an indication that it's time to interrupt the pattern. Now you may say, wait a minute, I, I've tried that before and it hasn't worked. Well, the thing is creating new habits, it takes time and it also requires new insights. And sometimes we get so stuck in our own brains that we don't see a way out and we give in to the exhaustion that accommodates complexity. I mean, doing complex things takes a lot of work. We are not designed to do this alone. So join us in the Facebook group community so you can get the support you need. Hey, if you're curious about how you can prevent spiraling out of control and create real pattern interrupts, that work, come on inside the Facebook group. You'll get lots of support in there and we'll tackle these things one-on-one. -on -one. It is February, so that means new sessions for laser coaching are opening up. So it's a free 15-minute coaching slot and women have found this incredibly helpful, but you gotta be inside the group in order to apply for it. And the other thing that's happening inside the group is really exciting. On February 6th, which is Monday, just a few days from now, we will have our first ever private Stepmama Think Tank. So lots of brilliant minds are coming together to talk about the challenges of co-parenting versus parallel parenting. And what we're gonna do inside that think tank is put questions out there and share information about the concerns that we have and some strategies that may have worked and strategies that blew up in our faces. Then, me and the team will take that information and create a mini pop-up workshop. Now, to be clear, that will be a paid workshop. The Stepmama Think Tank is what happens before the workshop. And I am so excited about what God is gonna do with this. And I pray that you consider applying for the Stepmama Think Tank. So get yourself inside the Facebook group so you can be part of an amazing community of women who really understand the importance of honing their skills to stop spiraling and become the woman of influence that God has created them to be. Okay, Stepmama, that'll do it for me. I will catch you on Saturday for the Sacred Stepmama Shorty. God bless you, sweet woman. Be bold and courageous and apply for the Stepmama Think Tank. <laughs> I'll see you soon.